The Western Way News Podcast is made possible by support from listeners and readers like you. We're also accepting a limited number of sponsorships. If your organization would like to get your message in front of hundreds of Wayne County listeners, please email contact at westernwaynenews.com. I am Pavel Polanco Safadit. I am the executive director of Amigos Latino Center. From Civic Spark Media and the Western Wayne News in Wayne County, Indiana, I'm Kate Jetmore. As a native of Richmond, Indiana, and longtime host of the Listen podcast, I'm excited to be sitting down with some of our neighbors and listening to the stories that define our community. My guest today is Pavel Polanco Safadit. Originally from the Dominican Republic, Pavel is an internationally known pianist and Chicago Music Awards nominee. As executive director of Amigos Latino Center, he's dedicated to empowering the Latinx community to engage actively in Richmond and in Wayne County, and to promoting learning, cooperation, and respect across cultures. Welcome, Pavel. Thanks so much for sitting down with me today. It's a pleasure, Kate. Thanks for having me. Let's start with Amigos. Um, from what I understand, you have four major programs that you offer through the center, focusing on leadership, English, tennis, and basic needs. So if you wouldn't mind, walk us through some of those activities. And I'd also love to know what challenges they're addressing in the community. Yes, actually, we have five major programs because we added a new one uh, at the end of last year. So, yeah, we are we have been in, uh, in Richmond, Indiana, since 1999, serving the Latino community in uh, health, social service, education and also cultural connections. So for us to be able to do that, we have five major programs. Uh, and one of them is the Latinx Leadership Program that concentrates on the middle school and high schools, teaching students uh, social emotional learning and also college and career explorations for the high school and also college and career exploration in high school explorations for the middle school. We also have the... Oh, okay. Yeah. So we also have the, um, the tennis program uh, and we um, partner with the USTA, the United States Tennis Association in Indianapolis, and we have three different groups of students, and they meet every week. We have like around 60 students in that tennis program. We have a basic needs program. After COVID, it was very important for us to be involved in the needs of the families even deeper. And so with that program, we connect them to resources. Um, it can be legal. It can be health wise furniture distribution, mm. food distribution. We have a toy drive during the holidays. Um, you name it. We are involved in every aspect of it. We also have uh, a new program that became that is called VOCA, Victims of Crime Act. It's a program that serves the Latino women that have been in a domestic abuse situation. In mm. uh, the number five program, which is the number one, and that's how Amigo began, is the English Learners Program. Mm -hmm. So those are our five major ones. Oh, that's wonderful. 
And it, what I hear you saying is that specifically with the basic needs program, what you found was that some needs that were being met through schools during COVID, they were suddenly not there because the kids weren't in schools. And so you started that during the lockdown, during the during the um, pandemic, and then has that program continued? Yes, yes, is is very active, <laughs> very Wonderful. active. Wonderful. Yeah. You know, during the, during the pandemic, a lot of our families, they work in the restaurant business as waiters and waiters and also uh, construction. So they lost their jobs. Mm. So they had no way to to I mean, to to make an income. Mm -hmm. So that's when we begin to really think about we did it and in a small portion before, but then it became a real program and we have a person in charge of that. Mm. I love hearing the very practical way that Amigos is uh, facing these issues because, you know, it's so easy to sort of have an opinion about things and talk about the way mm -hmm. things should be. But Amigos is taking such an active role in the community and really providing solutions for people who need mm -hmm. solutions. I, I'd like to turn now, Pavel, to music. You are a musician. <laughs> um, so of course, you've also brought some pretty exciting music programming to Amigos, as I understand it, mm -hmm. uh, which is the perfect fit considering your experience, of course, and Richmond's deep musical roots. That's right. What new possibilities do you see opening up in the community when this long local tradition is complemented by music from other cultures? Well, we, uh, we actually, we are having an impact in the community because um, we have a festival that is called Amigos International Festival. And that's when we bring live music from different parts of the globe, as well as different food from different parts of the globe during that festival. And it's free for the entire community. Uh, and we get like about 3,000 people there. So, you know, that, that's an introduction. It's, that's a global music introduction to that community, which it, it is not exposed. <laughs> you know, so mm -hmm. we are the, we are, you know, the wagon that brings that over there, you know. Bring mm -hmm. the, you know, for the most part to the community, we bring the culture meaning music in general. Yeah. So, I mean, food, right. they got food of different parts of the globe in there. That's, and that's great. You have to grow a little bit, but not music for sure. So, so right. you know, to the community, not, not to an, a, a university or the student, no, to the community in general. So that's, yeah, we are the wagon. Right. You know, I, I actually had the pleasure of attending the event um, this last fall. I happened to be in Richmond and, you know, late summer, early fall. And one thing that I loved about it is that, you know, so often in the United States, people talk about, uh, you know, Latino, the Latino culture. But as you know, as you well know, Latino is a word that encompasses many, many different cultures. And that uh, can be applied to food, as you said, it can be applied to music. And it's not a monolith. We're talking about very different cultures from the Dominican Republic, where you're from, to Mexico, to Peru, to Colombia. So can you talk a little bit about how those different cultures come in when it comes to the food and the music? 
I mean, you mean during the festival? For example, or also during the pro in the programming at Amigos? Well, we have we have students and families from different places. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're really intertwined in the programs, you know, and they talk within each other about, you know, their culture. And, and we make sure that we also highlight, you know, their culture and different, and different activities we do. Uh, in the festival, yeah, we make sure that we have food from those places. Not all of them, obviously, but most of them, and music. So, you know, just, we just, that's the way we connect. Yeah, yeah. And I can really see that um, enriching the people who attend the festival, um, just you know, by being in the presence of that variety and that that rich mm-hmm. cultural heritage from all of those countries. Yeah. So as I mentioned, Pavel, you grew up in the Dominican Republic. You now live here in the Midwest. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about not only the advantages but the disadvantages of leaving your home country? Oh, <laughs> it's been like around 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, well, family, for sure. You know, living that young, you know, and, and you know, and kind of not growing all the way with your family, like usually the Latino, Latino kids, that's what most of they do. They grow around their parents. They, they, we don't leave our parents' house until we're pretty, pretty until we're ready to like get married or something like that, right? Forget about going to school and leaving the parents' house. No, we're still there. Hmm. But you know, I left at, at, a, at a very young age, and yeah, that was the first uh, impact on my end. It was like missing my family, you know. Mm. But in coming to a different culture where I didn't speak the language very well, and you know, and, and I was very welcomed. That's for sure. You know, and people were very patient with me as I went through that process. And, and I didn't come to the Midwest when I came in. I, I went to South Carolina. And then I, was, I began to learn some English there. I, I had a, like for three or four months. Then I began at the University of Arkansas. And that's when I, I began my undergrad in music, music composition. And then... You know, people there, they were super nice. Actually, I just went there and played a concert uh, this past mm-hmm. February. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Then I went to Ken- uh, Kentucky after that because one of my professors said, hey, I'm, I got a job in Kentucky. Do you want to do your master's and be my assistant? I was like, yeah. So then I went and began master's in, in Kentucky. And then after that, in music, obviously. And then after that, uh, didn't know what to do. Another professor said, like, well, let's apply a C for PhD programs or doctor programs in music. And I was lucky enough to get at the University of Wisconsin for that. And then I went there for a little bit. And then, yeah. But throughout the process, I got so involved in this culture that, you know, the... I, for me, now I, I live in, Indian, in Indianapolis, in Indiana, and this is home for me. Mm-hmm. This is the longest places I have ever been in my life. <laughs> yeah. so. And what are the parts of your culture in the Dominican Republic that you haven't let go of? You know, even though you've been part of American culture and specifically Midwest culture for a long time, what are the things you've, hold, you've held on to? Well, music, 
the music, merengue music, which I love. Mm-hmm. Merengue, you know, it's like, so I, I, must, I still put up, you know, with, you know, all those uh, CDs coming up and everything. Also, I have not let go of, or oh, I have not forgotten about the struggles of resources when I was there. Because mm. even though I, I got a scholarship to come here, it was, I didn't know that I was going to get a scholarship. And, and I went into another area of studies there because there was nothing in music. So I have not let go of knowing how hard it was to connect, to do something bigger. Mm-hmm. So what I have done the past 10 years is I, with a lot of help, created a festival. There's Music Education Festival, Educational Festival, Music Ed Fest. There, we, uh, there's a great group of people here that help me out. We bring people from Mexico. So we go there and the university closes and we bring all of these musicians from different part of different part of different countries, especially the U.S. And we connect them not only to the music resources of the universities there, but we have brought some students in here. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's so we it's like a music educational festival where they learn yeah. with these famous musicians. Uh, and they teach on the stage and they, they connect to them, to the students, meaning the musicians. And it's just, it's, it's an amazing thing. So we do that every year. Oh, that sounds amazing. It sounds <laughs> wonderful. So I, I have not let that, I have not, I, I knew there, there need to be some help. Right. <laughs> well, and I also end. wonder, you know, hearing you talk about how you, you still feel and understand and respect the struggle that you see other people going through when they're trying to build a life in a new culture, I'm sure that informs your work as executive director at Amigos as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. Everything is connected. <laughs> Everything is connected. That's right. That's right. I see a lot of common elements at the heart of what you do, Pavel, both at Amigos and as a musician. Um, of course, you know, you have to work. There's there's a measure of discipline and preparation when it comes to rehearsal and studying, memorization. Um, but then you also have to be flexible. You know, you have to be on your toes, especially as a jazz musician. You have to listen. You have to be prepared to respond or adjust uh, to whatever comes your way. How do these skills help to strengthen our community? Well, Flexibility is a, is, a, is a great word, you know? I mean, and the work we do, and the work I do as a musician, as a jazz musician, uh, working in, in a community that, all for, working for a community that is very, the struggles, you know, that is very vulnerable. You have to have flexibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, there is nothing set in stone. I mean, it's just... In music, let's take the example of music, jazz. Can I structure that? You can structure what's there, what's written, but what comes out of improvisation, you can you cannot structure because it doesn't work. So it's it's both structure and freedom. Mm. For for our community, you know, yes, they have some basic things. They might have a job, but they don't make enough money on that job. So they have an structure. A little bit, but then they have to have the the creativity, you know, and that's when we come in and help out. 
you know, hey, we, we have a diaper distribution. You know, there's a little help in there. Oh my goodness, way we have a, you know, boxes of food. Yes, cleaning supplies. Yes, so that we provide that part of the creativity part of it that they are not they were not planning on. Mm. Or sometimes sometimes they go like, I lost my job. I had an instructor, I cannot pay for my rent. So we connect them to those resources. Mm. You know, it was not part of their plan right. to have that. So, you know, so we connect them to those resources. Uh, uh, so, you know, it can be, their, their rent can be paid for one month while they get back on their feet. It's such important work. I'm wondering, Pavel, as we begin to wrap up our conversation, what can you say to people out there who are very interested in becoming involved at Amigos or who want to offer their help as a volunteer or in some other way that would, that would benefit the community center? Yeah, well, uh, just visit our website, amigoslatinocenter.org and write to us. Okay. And we'll be right there. Give us a call. All the information is needed there. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Pavel, thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, Kate. I want to wish you and your family all the best. Thank you, Kate. Your support means the world to us. You can subscribe to the Western Wayne News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review our show as it helps more listeners like you to find these stories. For more information, visit our website at westernwaynews.com. I'm Kate Jetmore, and I'll see you next time.